0: Enjoy.
1: In this hour, we have a great guest rejoining us who talks to us every time he is on. I learn something. I hope you do as well. And uh, hopefully, hopefully he'll keep things cool as they are here in the studio. Outside my studio, it's 104 degrees. What? Th- three straight days in a row. That's what I get from Mother Nature for tweeting about the fog and the cool temps in Los Angeles and asking where summer is. Well, she had the last laugh. Uh, joining us in this hour is Mr. Fred Redman. Mr. Redman is International Vice President of Human Affairs for the United Steelworkers Union, the USW. He actually joined them when he went to work at Reynolds Metals Company in McCook, Illinois, Back in 1973. He's been an active member of Local 3911 almost immediately. He served as shop steward, grievance committee member, and chairman and vice president, three terms as president of the local. More than a pleasure to have uh, this esteemed individual with us, Mr. Fred Redmond, International VP of Human Affairs for the USW. Mr. Redmond, thank you for joining us uh, on this uh, sunny, hot summer afternoon. Happy Monday.
2: Well, happy Monday to you, Leslie. And thanks for having me.
1: Well, I endorsed her before you guys, <laughs> but right. but I I just had a feeling you uh you would. The United Steelworkers uh, have officially, in conjunction with the Utility Workers Union of America, the U.W.U.A. and the Glass Molders, Pottery, Plastics, and Allied Workers International Union, the G.M.P., um, issued the following statement endorsing Hillary Clinton for president of the United States. Quote: Given her vast experience both with foreign and domestic policy, Hillary Clinton is the supremely qualified candidate, one of the most qualified candidates ever to see. The presidency. Now that was U.S.W. <coughs> President Leo Gerard, and he went on to say, "quote These unique qualifications give her the vision and commitment necessary to continue to lead this country forward." The U.S.W. has watched intently as both parties have conducted their primaries. We've known for some time that either of the Democratic candidates would be far superior to any Republican on the vast majority of issues important to workers and their families. Now that it has become clear who the two major nominees will be in November. We are excited to put our full support behind electing Secretary Clinton, the next president of the United States. And it goes on, and we can share more of that. Uh, Mr. Sure. Redman, uh, some people would say, well, this is no surprise to union backing uh, Democrat, but let's talk about that first. Um, does the USW historically wait until there's a presumptive nominee uh, in the race when we look back um, over who the Democrat would be uh, versus uh, the Republican in past elections?
2: Uh, No, we don't, Leslie. This was a somewhat unusual primary for us. Uh, We usually uh, endorse sooner rather than later. But this was a case where we had two superbly qualified candidates. And, uh, you know, we salute Bernie Sanders. Uh, Senator Sanders ran an excellent campaign, and he brought a very critical voice, uh, and he has elevated issues that have really strengthened our union and our labor movement. So our hats are off to Senator Saunders for running a formidable campaign. What we did was, because our our membership was split, our membership, uh, who have worked with both candidates over the years on issues important to working families, they were split between Saunders and Clinton. And uh, we decided as a national union to... uh, you know, set out the primary, and we encouraged our local unions to go out and work for the candidate that they felt the better lead working people. So after it was evident a couple of weeks ago, after the round of primaries, um, and it's seen, um, you know, once it became obvious that uh, Secretary Clinton was going to be the nominee, then we threw our full weight support behind Secretary Clinton.
1: Um, I also um, when you say split, there are some people out there and there have been a lot of reports that there are union folks, um, you know, that those, you know, blue collar union workers uh, were even leaning towards, you know, supporting Donald Trump. We saw that in the state of West Virginia. But I, I don't understand how anybody in a union could support a guy who feels that people make too much and that right to work stakes would be better for the blue collar worker when that clearly is not the case. Um, historically, and not just with money, but with benefits, and certainly sure. with somebody having your back, like the USW does and other unions do for their, uh, for for their workers.
2: Well, it, it's uh, I think that Donald Trump have sold a bill of goods to uh, working families around this union with his pretense to uh, be in favor of fair trade as opposed to free trade. Uh, you know his commitments to you know, build walls uh, in China to stop uh, the importing of products. And uh, I think that that message in itself have become somewhat attractive to uh, working families around this country, especially those union members that work in industrial manufacturing and have seen their jobs become victim of bad trade policies. You know, Trump's message had a tendency to resonate throughout this, uh, primary, but you know, we know that uh, you know, Donald Trump is somewhat of a hypocrite when he talks about uh, ending trade policies and stopping jobs from being shipped overseas because we're talking about a man who spends a lot of money overseas making his line of clothing, we're talking about a man who has uh, fought the union, organized his hotels in Las Vegas, but we think that the situation where workers find themselves in terms of failed trade policies uh, was somewhat attractive uh, to Donald Trump because of his message. Now, we have a responsibility to go out and educate our members on the truth of Donald Trump and exactly what he stands for. And, um, you know, so we're going to do that. We're going to do everything we can to get uh, uh, Secretary Clinton elected and uh, to really, really expose Donald Trump for exactly what he is.
1: couple of things uh, here, Mr. Redmond. First, um, I want to commend you and the USW because, you know, you did not only your homework with regard to the candidates, but you listened to the will of your people, unlike... Uh, the Republicans obviously clearly aren't listening to the will of the people. Congress is not listening to the will of the people, regardless of their ideology with regard to guns and other issues. But when it comes to trade, there are some people who are uncomfortable with Hillary Clinton. They feel uh, and I'm supporting uh, Secretary Clinton. I was even you know, before this. Um, but they're They look at Hillary Clinton as somebody who was in favor of TPP and then uh, changed her mind. Um, Do you guys feel that way, and how did you overcome that feeling that some of your union members might have had?
2: Well, we still have some work to do, to be perfectly honest with you, uh, Leslie. We think that uh, Senator Clinton's um, response to TPP after we challenged the uh, pending legislation and we exposed how the current Uh, language in the Trans-Pacific Partnership will uh, cause great harm to American workers in this country. Uh, Senator Clinton did change her mind, and she's, you know, committed to us and to the entire labor movement, is that the only way that she could pass the Trans-Pacific Partnership is if the uh, legislation is strengthened to the extent of protecting workers' rights and protecting jobs here in the United States. Now, Unfortunately, well, it's not unfortunately. I think it's a credit to organized labor how we've educated our members over the years about the effect on bad trade policies. And, look, some of our members uh, remember NAFTA, remember the uh, 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 other trade agreements, you know, uh, remember uh, the favored nation status to China, and remember these trade legislations that have had an impact on their jobs. So, you know, we're going to continue to work with Secretary Clinton. She's made some real commitments uh, in in terms of trade, uh, particularly on the TPP. And what we have to do is educate our members that she's far more superior in understanding these issues as opposed to a Donald Trump.
1: Uh, Definitely. You know, one of the things I thought about, Mr. Redmond, was, you know, when she was Secretary of State, Mm-hmm. Um, and and felt that way. I I mean I I'm not trying to make excuses for her, but it, I did wonder if your boss is the president of the United States and he's supporting something, and that doesn't come under your jurisdiction. Um, do you disagree with him? I mean, we know that she disagreed with him in the past uh, with regard to Syria with Libya, but to me that's more that was more under her jurisdiction as Secretary of State than TPP. Well,
2: that's true. That's true. And look, I I I. I I think she was a um, good secretary of state. One thing that we know is that Secretary Clinton, uh, she uh, really, really uh, worked with the Obama administration. She expressed her views and her ideas. Sometime her and the president wasn't on the same page, but uh, she supported this administration and uh, everything that we've done, which I think, uh, you know, we we disagree with some of the things that have come out of the uh, Obama administration. but. All in all, we support the president and the job that, we, that he's done. And we think that uh, Secretary Clinton, in her capacity as Secretary of State, uh, did a good job for the American people.
1: We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll continue with our great guest. And by the way, he will take your phone calls. So if you have questions, comments, opinions, concerns, pick up the phone and join us. Fred Redmond's our guest, International Vice President of Human Affairs for the United Steelworkers Union, the USW. The USW has officially endorsed Hillary Clinton. We will uh, talk more about how secretary clinton won their endorsement we will also talk about uh the unions and their feelings on trump we know the afl cio said he was an unstable charlatan i agree with that we will continue with our guest and your calls pick up the phone and join us 8886 leslie follow me on twitter at leslie marshall we'll share your tweet speaking of twitter follow the steelworkers at steelworkers and president leo Girard at usw blogger you can read every monday and today is the day, his great front page piece at the Huffington Post. Also, check out the website for the USW, usw.org. Back with Mr. Redmond. Back with you right after this. Back with Mr. Redmond. Fred Redmond is International Vice President of Human Affairs for the United Steelworkers Union. You can follow them on Twitter at Steelworkers. Follow President Gerard, Leo Gerard, at USW Blogger. And the website is usw.org. Uh, Mr. Redmond, thank you for holding and welcome back. We were talking prior to the break, <clears throat> excuse me, about the endorsement by the USW uh, for uh, Secretary Clinton uh, to be uh, our next uh, president. Um, let's, um, let's, let, let's talk about this. The USW, along with other unions that I had mentioned, um, but also the AFL-CIO, of which President Gerard is a vice uh, president. Um, so th- th- this is something that it would seem the unions that work together are backing this candidate and and pretty much for the same reasons, right?
2: Right, right. Um, you know, the afl co endorsement process calls for a two-thirds majority of the AFL-CIO affiliated unions. Um, and, and look, I, I, I think that the uh, vote. I, I'm also am a vice president. I see our union <laughs> has two seats on the executive council, and um, you know, President Trump to put a call together and. Um, you know, the overwhelming majority of affiliates of the AFL-CIO have come to the conclusion that our goal in this election is to put together a massive campaign to see that Donald Trump do not reach the White House. And once it became obvious be- that uh, Secretary Clinton was going to win the nomination, uh, there are some unions who, early on in the process, endorsed Senator Sanders. But, you know, the labor movement came together, and we have to do what's best for the country. And the, um, uh, you know, there's a lot of compassionate, uh, dedicated and commitment. Uh, I mean, com- committed praises for uh, Senator Clinton and Senator Saunders. But the uh, vote wasn't even close for the uh, uh, endorsement of Secretary Clinton by the FLCL.
1: And, and so uh, people understand, you know, for you're a vice president, if I'm in your union, It matters where the leadership of these unions, USW, AFL, CIO, put their support and are going to put money behind this candidate and are going to hopefully bring forth voters. Um, Do you you think that it's important that the leadership, in a sense, lead the union in the right path uh, come November? Because I'm sure there are some of those, like you said, that found some of Trump's message appealing, or maybe found some of Senator Sanders' message appealing, are a bit hesitant to jump over to Hillary Clinton's side, or even after the end of July might still be uh, hesitant. Um, I know that you probably feel a tremendous responsibility um, toward your members in um, making um, su- you know such an endorsement and hoping that they follow in November with their votes?
2: Well, it's, it's an enormous responsibility, Leslie, because we have an obligation to working families throughout this country to uh, first of all be their voice as we interact uh, with Secretary Clinton and then you know more importantly, uh, we have an obligation to really, really define the two candidates and put it in simplistic terms, which our members understand, and to try to persuade our membership with a very effective ground game and a political program to merely vote in their own best interests. Our goal is to uh, talk about uh, 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 Senator Clinton in terms of her commitments to working families and really, really explain to our membership what Senator Clinton stands for, and in the same light, to define Donald Trump and explain to our members exactly what he stands for. And we feel that once our members, and labor, uh, uh, organized labor members in general around this country, once they understand the differences between candidates, and once they understand which candidate really, really represents them and their families and their communities, then working people have a tendency to do the right thing. Now, we're not going to get 100% of our members a 100% of members in the labor movement, but we're going to focus on those states, on those serious battleground states, in terms of really putting out a message that resonates with working people.
1: Uh, And let's talk about some of those which you've just mentioned in the the first portion of this program, Mr. Redmond. One, Donald Trump has been outsourcing business to China, Mexico, and other countries with goods, Trump products that are made in China, made in Mexico, h and um for uh, decades. Um, two, this is a man who does not support raising the minimum wage to $15 an hour. And by the way, I do want to point out that unions have had that or even higher minimum wages for many of its union workers across the board right. for years and fight for that and higher. Um, and three... Um, feels that a you know right-to-work state would be a, a better environment and, and climate. Um, the, you had talked about uh, Trump, and I'm glad you brought that up. I'm going to ask a question, we'll take a break, and I'll have the answer on the other side just so we have time. Um, when the AFL announced its support um, for uh, Clinton, um, they basically said, quote, it's a stark choice between an unstoppable champion for working families and an unstable charlatan who made his fortune scamming them. When we come back, I want you to talk specifically about why Trump is wrong for the American worker, because I know there are still some in the USW and elsewhere that think Trump may be their guy. And um, two, uh, let's talk about this charlatan, because I think he is selling snake oil to the working class. And I don't understand what they can't see about not supporting a working wage, not supporting unions and collective bargaining and lying About his outsourcing over the years. We'll be back with Mr. Fred Redmond from the United Steel Workers right after this. We are back. Fred Redmond is our guest, International Vice President of Human Affairs for the United Steel Workers Union in the USW. We're talking about the USW endorsing Hillary Clinton and other unions. And before the break, I asked Mr. Redmond about uh, Trump being labeled um, by the AFL CIO as an unstable charlatan who made his fortune scamming them. Um, so, uh, Mr. Redmond, if you could respond to that, comment on that, and specifically how Trump hurts and has hurt uh, the the working class, uh, middle class worker in America, and in addition, how he's selling snake oil to these people who look like they're going to support him in our blue-collar, especially union blue-collar world.
2: Sure. Well, what we're going to have to do, Leslie, is uh, just talk about uh, Mr. Trump's record. We have to tell the Trump story blue blue-collar workers around this country. I mean, we got to, um, you know, tell the story of a uh, father of five who lost his business when one of Trump's casinos didn't pay for the cabinets that his uh, small business made and sold to uh, Trump International. Uh, we want to, you know, tell the story of a um, lady named Beth Rosner. Whose father uh, was among the unpaid contractors when he filed bankruptcy at his uh, Taj Mahal casino and a casino in Atlantic City, um, Mr. Ross. I mean, I'm sorry, Beth tells the story of her father who's now deceased and how he had to wait three years for what Trump owed owed him, and then he only got 30 cents on the dollar. I mean, we want to tell the story of the 253 contractors that perform work installing walls plumbing and lighting at the Taj Mahal and 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 and, and Trump uh, failed to pay a total of 69 point five million that he owed these contractors um, and then he has the audacity to say that bankruptcy is just a matter of doing business and the most important thing to him and he stated this out of his own mouth about the money about the amount of money that he took out of these bankruptcies, and, you know, but the, but, but the problem is the people who suffered was like a gentleman by the name of Juan Carlos Enriquez, another small business owner who uh, was owed $30,000 for some work that he did at to Doral Golf Course in Florida, and uh, Mr. Enriquez was forced to sue, in which he won, and but it took a couple of years for him to... Uh, get his money from Trump International. So these are stories that can be proven. These are stories that's been uh, 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 reported. And these are just a few of the many stories of how workers suffered at the hands of Donald Trump. Now, he taught his experience in deal-making is what qualifies him to be president. And, we you know, working people really need to understand, and we're going to tell the story, of the history of Trump as a businessman and how he treated American workers that worked for his organization, the many, many thousands of them who are still owed because of the bankruptcies that he filed right. and for the express purpose of only paying uh, uh, pennies to the dollar in order to uh, cheat workers out of money that they've earned. Uh, you know, we could talk about the waitresses at uh, Doral at his golf course. Uh, Had to file a suit uh, against uh, Doral uh, in order to get paid their overtime, and the settlement averaged $800 for each of 48 workers. So these are real stories, and this is the Donald Trump that we're going to expose in this campaign. This is the Donald Trump that we're going to tell the story to working families, and uh, we hope that they will come to the conclusion that the way that Donald Trump treated workers as he ran his business okay, in our opinion, would be the same Donald Trump if he was president and the way he would treat workers throughout this country.
1: Uh, I agree with you 100%. Uh, One of the things you had mentioned earlier, um, and AFL President Richard Trumka did the same, uh, which you you praised the efforts of Senator Sanders. And he had said, um, Richard Trumka, he brought Sanders, an important voice to this election, has elevated critical issues and strengthened the foundation of our movement. Um, Do you... I would imagine you agree with that. And if you could explain why, um, because, you know, we'll talk about moving forward in a moment. But, you know, just looking at what's happened, transpired among the Democrats and the two uh, front runners, uh, Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders, um, in this election year.
2: Well, uh, I think that Senator Sanders have really highlighted the whole issue of income inequality. He has really shown the difference between the have and the have not. In this country, he have exposed corporate greed for exactly what it is. And Senator Saunders has made a strong case that uh, the wealth that workers help to create should be shared with the individual workers. And uh, we think that that's a message that obviously has resonated throughout this uh, campaign his message to young people. Mm-hmm. have expressed that she's committed to. And, um, you know, man, we really think, thank Senator Sanders for bringing those issues into the, to the national debate.
1: And, you know, speaking of a, a debate, I don't even know why it's a debate in this country. Hillary Clinton said that she would fight for several labor priorities, including making the biggest investment in infrastructure since the interstate highway system. That's correct. And this is part of her economic plan. And quite frankly, when you look at history, it's worked before and it could work again and can work again now. Um, This would create jobs and this would improve the badly needed repairs on our roads and especially our bridges throughout this country Um, and obviously would uh, need uh, skilled union workers to do such. And um, also, you know, help in the manufacturing of goods needed to uh, put forth a better interstate highway system in improving our infrastructure, repairing those bridges or replacing those bridges, as an example. Um, but, but this is something that President Obama had put forth. And this is something that she continues with and, and, even, uh, and even adds to, in a sense, with her economic plan. Could you speak to that? Because obviously this was, I would imagine, uh, you sure. know, one of the considerations in endorsing Mrs. Clinton
2: and endorsing Secretary Clinton. Look, uh, we need the type of infrastructure bill that Senator Clinton is talking about, as you stated, you know, uh, we got to look at our roads, our ports, our transit systems. When we look at situations that took place in Flint and around this country, our water systems is in shambles. we got to update our electric grids. And these are things, as you stated, that will put millions of Americans back to work, but also... Uh, workers throughout this country that produce the necessary uh, uh, equipment that's going to be needed, you know, for this infrastructure project. Now, Senator Clinton has a history when she was in the Senate and as Secretary of State of working across the aisle, and right now we hear Benham being spewed about Secretary Clinton from the Republican Party, but uh, with a resounding victory and with the mandate in November, then, uh, you know, what we have to do is keep the coalition together that Bernie Bernie Sanders helped to create and the momentum coming out of the election to put pressure to make sure that that sort of investment in our infrastructure takes place, because that is one of the key ways, if not the only way, to put the American people back to work.
1: Um, talk about some other things um, uh, that she, uh, Hillary Clinton, has a commitment to. Uh, one is, as we mentioned earlier, raising wages. But she also wants to protect retirement. And she talks about protecting retirement with dignity. And she wants to strengthen two systems, which it would seem that Donald Trump wants to completely gut and take a hatchet to, which many Republicans have tried for years, and those are Social Security and Medicare.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, also, Senator Clinton has taken a very strong uh, position and made a strong commitment to the PBGC, the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation, which the Republicans just refused, despite the calls of the Department of Labor to help fund that organization to ensure that pensioners who come from companies that's been bankrupt will be taken care of.
1: continue to talk about that political program and other ways uh, in which uh, Senator Clinton, the Secretary of State Clinton, um, has been a fighter for so many areas of rights. We'll talk more about those and where she stands on various issues uh, compared to Donald Trump. Uh, We'll be back uh, with our guest. Don't go away. A lot more to say with the Vice President of Human Affairs for the USW, Mr. Fred Redman. Hey, during the break, check out their website, usw.org. Follow them on Twitter, at Steelworkers, and also President Leo Gerard, you've heard on the program frequently, at USW Blogger. It's Monday, and his front-page Huffington Post opinion piece comes out every Monday. Check it out. We'll be back. It's Mr. Fred Redman, International Vice President of Human Affairs for the United Steelworkers Union, the USW. And glad to have him with us. We're talking about the USW's most recent endorsement of Secretary Hillary Rodham Clinton. Um, Let's talk about going forward, and let's do some uh, comparison um, between uh, Hillary Clinton and and, and Donald Trump. Um, You know, when we talk about trade, people can get hung up with TPP. Like you said, she changed her mind. But she also co-founded the Bipartisan Senate Manufacturing Caucus as a U.S. Senator, she agrees that a new model on trade is necessary for the workers of America, industries of America, and now is opposing TPP. And she ple- believes that uh, China's global overcapacity in multiple manufacturing sectors has greatly distorted the playing field for union members of the USW and the products that are made by the union workers of the USW given rise to a flood of illegal trading practices, and she feels that must be penalized. Uh, She also believes that strong trade enforcement is critical to the health and survival of U.S. industries and jobs and will boost enforcement resources and appoint a special trade prosecutor to hold the bad actors accountable. And now opposes uh, TPP, as we talked about. She also wants to establish the Manufacturing Renaissance Tax Credit. Um, Can you talk to us about that? And then I'd like to talk about Donald Trump's uh, ideas on trade.
2: Sure. Well, one of the key things in uh, Secretary Clinton's uh, position is the whole issue of enforcement. Uh, You know, the trade laws in this country are broke. Uh, Right now, the laws that we have in place does not benefit the American worker. Uh, We're a union that have filed trade cases and have won 98 percent of the trade cases that we filed. But the problem with the system is you have to prove damage before you can go to the trade ambassador and uh, petition for a remedy in the form of tariffs. So... You know, only when plants have been shut down and when we can prove that, um, you know, overcapacity or illegal trade have damaged workers do the current rules allow for us to petition for a remedy. And that's not a workable system. I mean, um, you know, too many jobs are lost in the process of trying to put a band-aid on a bigger problem. So we've had extensive discussions with Secretary Clinton, and she agrees with us that the system is going to have to be rebuilt with some strong enforcement mechanisms that we could uh, get on top of this issue of overcapacity and dumping, currency manipulation, before these things have an adverse effect on American workers. And she's committed to work with uh, corporations and organized labor. Uh, to sit down at the table and to reform uh, some enforcement mechanisms that's going to uh, help American companies and American workers. As far as the manufacturing renaissance is concerned, we have to prepare workers in this country for a 21st century renaissance in the manufacturing industry. I mean, we have to go to, uh, I mean, we, we face the facts that uh, there's going to be high-tech robotics that's going to, um, you know, replace some of the manual work that's being done in order for us to compete. Uh, and there's going to be other uh, manufacturing, uh, 21st century manu- manufacturing uh, uh, modernizations that's going to be put in place. And she made a commitment to train for retraining for workers to, um, you know, put together grants and loans to the company to modernize of their equipment in order to help them to compete on a global platform and all of this is positive positive stuff for workers
1: let's talk about negative things for workers that he doesn't want us to remember and that's donald trump uh, the reality is that he's been offshoring the production of trump brand products since 2006 um, can you talk to us about not only where products are made uh, that trump owns but also how this extends to his family members
2: You know, his wife have a line of jewelry that uh, is made in, in, in Vietnam, of all places, and also some of her business is over in China. We know that the Trump brand tides are, um, are, are, are made in China and Japan. And, um, you know, his whole business model in terms of uh, construction, for example, is he has dealt with offshore construction companies who have brought in their own workers to replace American workers, um, you know, where they could pay them lower wages. And Trump has participated in the very thing that the labor uh, movement historically has condemned, you know, the replacement of workers by offshore contractors, the uh, manufacturing of products overseas. And, uh, you know, this all, all of this, stuff is directly contributed to him as far as his brand is concerned, and we're going to be putting out um, information in the form of, of um, literature and fact sheets, um, you know, that our people could sit down and read and really learn the true nature of uh, what Donald Trump stands for.
1: Uh, No question about it. Um, We uh, also, I mean, racist, sexist, uh, xenophobic. Uh, He's induced hate and ignorance and division. And he's fought against unions. He he refuses to bargain with unions that have organized at his hotels. Somebody tweeted, Mr. Redman, that billionaires don't like unions because it cuts into their profits. Would you agree with that?
2: Oh, I definitely agree with that. And the only thing that the American worker have always wanted is what we call share prosperity. They just want to share in the wealth that they help to create. And, um, you know, Mr. Trump, his business history has shown him not to be sympathetic to that or not to uh, share those points of views of workers. Uh, many of them work for the Trump Corporation. As far as racism is concerned, you know, it reminds me that Dr. King once said that uh, racism can be defined in one of two ways. They're either to be defined as having unconscious ignorance or conscious stupidity. And, uh, you know, the jury is still out on Mr. Trump in terms of which category do we fall in. Is he unconsciously ignorant when it comes to uh, racism, or is he just consciously stupid when it comes to uh, issues that here in America we celebrate our differences, we do not turn on each other and blame each other. the problems that uh, this country have we work with each other as a country and we embrace each other and try to correct the many problems that we have in this country and the only candidate that we feel to pull the american people together for the good of this country is Hillary Rodham Clinton, and we're going to do everything we can to see to it that she's the next president of the United
1: States. And I'm with you on that, Mr. Redmond, 100%. Thank you very much for being with us today, sir. Mr. Fred Redmond, International Vice President of Human Affairs for the United Steelworkers Union. The website for the USW is usw.org. Check out on Twitter and follow them there, at Steelworkers and for President Leo Girard's Twitter page, at USW Blogger. Check out his blog every Monday, front page of the Huffington Post.